Welcome to the documentary on one from RTE in Ireland. In June of 2020, we first told the story of Felix Gretterson, who lost both arms in an accident and was waiting to receive a groundbreaking operation. We return to the story in January of 2021, as Felix is about to make medical history. Narrated by Charlotte Devlin, this is Felix, Life and Limb. I'm Charlotte Devlin. Last year, I made a documentary on one about my Icelandic friend, Felix Gretterson. He lost both of his arms in 1998 when he accidentally grabbed onto a live, high-voltage power line while working as an electrician in Iceland. So I just grabbed the wire and the lights went out. I broke my back in three places, fractured my neck and my arms were just on fire. I remember the relief when I got conscious enough to realize that I only had lost my arms. Since then, he's been chasing a dream to have arms again. I was unlucky for a few seconds. But since then, my life is just one blessing after another. The opportunities I've had, I'm on the list to have the first arm transplant in the world, you know. His goal is very clear, to be whole again. If I can feed myself, go to town, get a cup of coffee, if I can be on my own without needing any help for extended period of times, that's the things that matter the most. And after years of waiting, he was optimistic that a suitable donor would be found. Eventually we will find a donor. That's just how things go. This is the way of life. And uh, yeah, and... The right one will eventually show up. At the end of that documentary, I promised I would follow any developments. Little did I know that only months later, this would happen. Andy? Yes, Uh, Something came up. Is it possible for you to uh, uh, get away for a while? A suitable donor has been found. I just got a message. They want me to be there at 4, and, and Sylvia is, is working till 5.30, so I, I kind of need a lift to the hospital. OK, mate. I'm on my way. All right, thank you. How will it be to wake up with a dead man stitched to your shoulder? Really? I mean, this is not an, a fingernail. This is two whole arms. It's the 12th of January, 2021. I'm back at Felix's home in Lyon, France, because his dream to have arms again is about to become a reality. Tomorrow morning, in fact. Hi. That's Felix's mum, Gulla. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Gulla moved from Reykjavik to Lyon with Felix eight years ago when French surgeons agreed to do the transplant surgery. When you've no arms, hands or fingers, you depend on someone nearby. She lives in the flat next door. I'm I'm so stressed, I don't know what I'm doing. We thought we uh, should be there at 7 o'clock and they just told him he has to be there at 4 o'clock. It's already 3 o'clock. How are you feeling? Well, I'm excited, but I am really, really worried too. It's exactly 23 years today since he lost his arms. This is a really, really uh, strange day. 
Hi, Felix. Howdy. He has the look of a Viking, blue-eyed, bearded, in his late 40s and fit-looking. He's tapping away on his computer keyboard using a pencil in his mouth. How are you feeling, Felix? I'm feeling good, yeah, stressed. Because, you know, all of a sudden I just have to go now and I don't know what, if I have to bring anything. Uh... Felix has two adult daughters in Iceland. They were babies when he lost his arms. He's answering the phone using his nose and his tongue. Hi, I'm going to meet you. Are you okay? I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. Bye. How are they feeling? Well, they're kind of nervous. They're not the only ones. Felix's mom is sitting in a chair looking petrified. He's about to undergo a risky operation. The reality is that Felix's body could reject the donor arms at any stage or he may die. I am very nervous. But I have to try to calm myself. I'm also very glad that this is happening. This is what we have been waiting for. Yes, Felix. Can you help me? I think somewhere here. I will see if I have the registration document for the Volvo. It's all happening so fast. Hello? Oui, Monsieur Gretarsson. Oui, bonjour. Bonjour. That's the hospital, letting him know where he needs to check in. Okay. A bientôt. Okay, très bien. On vous attend tout à l'heure, alors ça marche. Can you help me now just pack? Sure. Here's the charger, but the white cable has to be left for the system, but I need the black one. Normally, Felix's wife, Sylvia, would be doing this, but she's tied up with work. Here comes Felix's friend, Andy, the driver. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. I'm just spinning in circles, and I have no idea now. Okay. Felix kisses their two little dogs goodbye. Yeah. Mm. Daddy can't be for you for a long time. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're heading to the hospital, Edouard Aereo in Lyon. It's a world centre for transplant surgery. You know the way to the hospital, even with your eyes closed, Felix, so you can shout out the directions. Yeah, yeah. You just go up and you turn into the periphery. This is it. This is yeah. it. Kind of the hardest thing is to leave the doggies. Felix is no stranger to transplant surgery. After his accident 23 years ago, he had two life-saving liver transplants. It's a little bit weird to be having this big of an operation, and I'm pretty healthy. You know, the other times it was just like, you know, if you don't do it, you're going to die. What are you expecting, Felix? You know, they put me in, in a room, they will take my blood pressure and blood tests and, you know, getting me ready, probably meet some of the team, and then I just go to sleep and, 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 and wake up with arms. It's going to take uh, like one minute for me. Many hours for me and Sylvia. Yeah. Many days. It will be easier for me than for you. 
It's a little bit unreal. It's very unreal. Yeah. As we drive towards the hospital, Felix is not so much thinking about the arms themselves, but more so about the man who's going to be giving him his new arms. They haven't been able to locate any relatives. So there was nobody to say no. It's a little bit sad, but at the same time a little bit relieving that there aren't people somewhere grieving at the moment. The donor needs to be on life support and be within a 100-kilometre ambulance drive from the Lyon hospital. That's why Felix had to move to Lyon, to be ready at the drop of a hat. Finding a donor has taken a long time. Chief surgeon Dr Aram Gazarian explains why. People, they are used to give organs which are saving life and uh, they are not prepared to give part of the body which are not saving life and which are visible after harvestment. Felix's surgery will involve transplanting two complete donor arms from the shoulders down and hoping his body doesn't reject them. If all goes well, medical history will be made. Here we are. We've arrived at the hospital. Is there any bit of you that does want to change your mind? Well, probably a little bit there. It's not going to be comfortable. I talked to a, a guy in the U US who had an arm transplant, you know, from middle upper arm on one side, then a hand on the other side. And he said that he was in agony for first six or nine months. No. Wow. Yeah. Good luck, Felix. Thank you. I will hear from you all very soon. All right, guys. Okay. Good luck. Okay, Good luck. bye. Bye. His mum only got to stay a few minutes due to COVID restrictions. And she was told that the family wouldn't get to see him again for at least a month. Sylvia. That night, I catch up with Felix's wife, Sylvia. They met each other in Lyon six years ago. She's originally from Poland. She's very upset. Of course, it was a shock when I, when I found out that I wouldn't be able to visit him. I understand the situation and I, I'm still happy and grateful that mm. knowing the, the current circumstances, the operation can still happen is it's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> These next weeks will be tight. It's the day of the operation, and I'm back at Felix's place to spend time with his mum. When I arrive, Gulla is sitting by the window having a smoke. She looks tired and is deep in thought. Well, look at my nails. I've, uh, uh, <laughs> I've eaten my nails. <laughs> I'm wondering what's going through her mind. I hope he's not uh, feeling anything and... Uh, when he wakes up, how it will be, and uh, I mean everything. But still, I think everything is going to be good. I think so. 
we've been waiting for so many years. You get comfortable waiting. Now everything will change so much. But that's good. The operation began in the early hours of the morning. I was woken up around, I think it was five o'clock in the morning. It was a weird feeling. It was, the, it was the first time in all of this process that I really felt a little bit like, what the fuck did I get myself into? I was swinging between excitement and fear. It's about seven o'clock when they start prepping me. There is a little bit of time that goes just for the anesthetist to prep me and keeping me under the whole time and keeping me alive while this is happening. That is first two hours. Two teams uh, start preparing my shoulders. We have one surgical team on the right side, one surgical team on the left side. They are opening up my shoulders. First, the incision. That's the chief surgeon, Dr. Gazarian. Everything is dissected. Every tissue, skin, uh, vessels, nerves, muscles, tendon. So this is deep as a, as a surgery. At the same time, two teams are in the next operation theater, uh, removing the arms from the donor. Very delicate and, and, and accurate process. And there is one team on the right side, one team on the left side. My understanding of this, he's brain dead but he is uh, kept on life support as long as needed. It takes four hours to prepare both the donor and the recipient's arms for this surgery. After other teams come to harvest the heart, the liver, the kidney, everything is usable for other patients needing Grafts. So after that, they bring the arms into the theater that I'm lying in, where I'm already prepped and ready to be connected to them. The first thing to be connected are the bones. The level where Felix's arms were amputated after the accident is not the same on both arms. On one side, he still has three inches of the humerus, his upper arm bone. On right side, they are extending something that I already have. They are putting a little bone inside of my humerus and, and the humerus that is grafted to me to keep it together, and then metal plate and a lot of screws. And on the left side, they are reconstructing a shoulder. On this side, all of the humerus, including the head of it, is being attached to Felix's shoulder blade. And you actually create a new shoulder and the muscles that are needed to move that and turn that and, and, and everything that goes with it. We decided to reconstruct the shoulder, keeping the movement in the shoulder. So we design a technique of suspension of the shoulder. This reconstruction of the shoulder in my knowledge, is the first time in the world to, to be done. And the first thing after the bone is 
the vessels. Five major blood vessels need to be connected. Priority number one is getting blood flowing into the arm. Connecting the right arm takes about one and a half hours to get blood flow. The left arm close to two hours. Okay. Okay, darling. Bless, bless. Oh, but it is colder. That was Felix's wife with some news from the hospital. He's been in surgery seven hours now. He already has his arms, but now they are connecting the muscles and nerves and everything. And they think that it will be about eight or ten hours more. Ah, now I need to go and tell everyone. Yeah. With the bones and the blood vessels repaired, the next critical part of the surgery is connecting the nerves. But there's a problem. Felix's nerve endings are not in good condition and connecting them is complicated. There is some surprise during the surgery. Felix got quite bad nerves uh, because it was an electrical trauma. On the right side, he was missing some length of nerve. We anticipate this kind of situation and we harvest from the donor more than it is needed in order to achieve a good reconstruction of the nerve which is going to the biceps. It's crucial that the repair connecting Felix's nerves to the nerves in the donor arm is successful. If not, there may be no feeling and no movement in his new arms. Only time will tell. This whole process took them 15 hours. 24 hours later, Felix starts to wake up. I woke up and the first thing I thought was, who the fuck does this on purpose? Goes into something like, what, the f what were I thinking? Because I felt like somebody had parked a truck on each shoulder. The pain was completely unbearable. I looked at the arms and they looked like they were all bloated, pink and shiny. Like, like you know, hands on a doll. These first 24 hours, very difficult, very painful and very... I was just exhausted. It was not good, no. Just on the second day, it already started to be better. You know, my head started to clear up a little. And then I finally kind of saw my arms a little bit better. And there were hair on my arms that was like, hmm, these didn't look like mine. So they were a little bit alien. But third day I was like, okay, they're okay. And it was amazing actually how quickly I felt like this is me. This is my arms. And I'm just completely uh, at peace with them. Even, you know, the hair looks familiar now. A few days later, and completely out of the blue, I get a call from Felix. There's a surprise. How are you? I am getting better by the day. I'm, I'm still live in intensive care. I'm still stuck in the same position, lying on my back. I'm hoping to get out of ICU tomorrow. But it is actually going better than, you know, anyone hoped 
and the arms, they actually remind me a little bit of, of my old arms. Wow. So they, I, they, they just feel comfortable and familiar. I will be in touch later. That's great. Bye, Felix. Uh, bye. 10 days after the surgery, the news of Felix's double arm transplant is officially released to the world. C'est une première mondiale. Un homme de 48 ans a été greffé des C'était il y a 10 jours le 13 janvier, l'islandais Felix Gretarsson allait subir une double greffe de bras, une première mondiale. It made the news in Ireland and there's huge interest, particularly in Iceland. So how did everything go? Sylvia is giving interviews left, right and centre. Well, the doctors are very happy with the surgery, but of course this is just the beginning. So he's very well. Well, I just also got a, a picture from the doctors uh, with uh, Felix full body and just with a big smile. I was just uh, joking to him, saying that uh, his arms are beautiful, but he will need some manicure because the nails are not very beautiful. We have only good news so far. I get a chance to catch up with Sylvia a couple of weeks after the operation. It has been very interesting because uh, Felix is on an amazing journey and to be able to witness it, it has been very beautiful she has been allowed to visit Felix after all. I thought that it might feel weird uh, to to see uh, other men's arms on him. And it it's weirdly was very natural for me. I just uh, started touching his hands and arms. Right now, it all seems just natural. They fit very well. He He loves them. He's extremely happy, so... Everything seems natural for me. For the first two weeks, Felix is in ICU. His shoulders are bandaged and he's lying on his back with his new arms slightly elevated by his sides. Nursing the wounds and managing his pain levels are the priority. You get uh, a rainbow of pain associated with this. You get the surgical pain that comes from bones being drilled and severed and uh, tendons being cut and stitched and muscles and veins and, and nerves and skin, all of that combined into one on each side. The scale one to 10 is zero, no pain, 10, you pass out. So I didn't pass out from the pain because of obviously I was always uh, full of some kind of painkillers but it was easily nine a lot of the times in the beginning. And then one night I woke up with a hematoma in my uh, armpit. A hematoma is a buildup of blood collecting under the skin. I woke up screaming. I had to call Gazarian to come in the middle of the night and, and just try to suck some of this blood out of my armpit. I pop around to visit Felix's parents. His dad, Gretar, is over from Iceland. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Welcome! Thanks! Hi, Gretar. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yourself? Great. They're both in great form. Everything has actually been going very well. Every day, something good is happening. 
he has been very, very happy and, and joking to everybody else. So I, I know that, okay, now my old son is back. So, and I know he has a lot of pain too, but he ignored it because he's so happy to be with his arm. He was so proud of him. And he asked me when I, I came to him, aren't you going to touch my arm? So I did, yeah, they are warm and, and, and just like, so I asked him, uh, all this hair, you didn't have this hair, no. <laughs> to see him with his arms was uh, really, really something, and actually he was whole again, and they fit him perfectly. And when I touched the arms, and knowing that the blood uh, is going through the fingers and, and everything. It was really, really wonderful. I, I really wanted to kiss his arms, but uh, oh, because of the corona, I didn't dare. <laughs> and for me, I love to see him when he is happy like that, because I know the time after he lost his arms, how sad and horrible time that was. He, he said, I'm going to take a really good care of, of these arms the, the young man gave me. For the first few weeks, because I can't visit Felix, we regularly check in by phone. Hi, Felix. How's it going? Howdy. I'm very good. You know, I'm, I'm getting a little bit bored here because this is this is more hospital settings. But I am kind of ready, you know. I would like to go to the rehabilitation where I'm, you know, actively engaging in different kinds of activities all day. On one of or our calls, the word rejection comes up. We were waiting for this. Every uh, transplant... Within the first 90 days, we get rejection. They uh, have a standard treatment for that. They gave me some steroids in the vein. Then they put some anti-rejective creams on the this red rashes. That, that's how they see it. Nobody's worried about it. By early March, Felix's condition is stable and his wounds are healing well. So he moves to the next stage, which is rehab. Now it's been exactly seven and a half weeks since I was operated on, and I'm doing great. I'm at the hospital where the rehabilitation is going to be taking place for the next three years. I just finished my first week, and so far so good. Although his new arms are attached and his blood is flowing through them, they don't actually work yet. At the moment, I have no... Feeling, I have no function or anything in the arms. There is so much more to it than putting on, on, on arms and then you're just going, you know, learning to play the piano. I am just at the, the beginning of a three-year process that may or may not result in functional arms. That's why it's an experimental surgery. How much feeling and movement he recovers will depend on the speed that his nerves grow down into the arms. Once that happens, tiny nerves branch out into the muscles, tendons, veins and skin to carry the signals from his brain to feel and move. After the operation, Gasarian told me that 
my nerves, they were not in as good of a state that as he had hoped. And that was a little bit troubling to think about, okay, am my nerves going to grow slower or not at all? So if there is no nerve growth, there will be no movement, there will be no sensibility, and there will be no power in the arm. Even though Felix has put everything on the line to have this transplant surgery, he knows it may not work out. When things are clear, when the balance is explained between benefits and risk, there will be no regret, even if there is a failure, because the failure is a part of the deal. All going well, the hope is that his nerves will reach the elbows within 12 months of the operation. The, the nerves, they grow one millimetre a day. While they are growing, the hand is losing the muscle mass, it's stiffening up and it's deteriorating. So time is also of the essence there that the nerves get quickly enough to where they're supposed to be before it's irreversible damage. At rehab, Physiotherapists concentrate on keeping Felix's arms and hands moving to minimise the deterioration before the new nerves grow in and use techniques to stimulate nerve growth and the creation of neurological connections between his brain and the new arms. The operation is a success if I will be able to bend elbow against gravity. That's a success. Everything above that is a bonus. So... The expectation for Felix's hands and fingers to work are slim. For the moment, his forearms and hands are supported by a customised sling. I'm going out and about, walking around and carrying the load of the arms. They are not that heavy. It's about three and a half kilos each. But when there's no muscles in them that's active, they're just that meat. They're just hanging there on the shoulders. I have tried to stand with my arms just hanging. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a bit weird. As well as the uncertainty of Felix's nerves growing, the threat of rejection is always in the background. There are two types of rejection. Dr Gazarian explains. An acute rejection during the first weeks after transplantation is expected. It is not surprising. Chronic rejection is another aspect of the immunity. The chronic rejection is able to somehow destroy the limb. It is possible that sometime those limbs will be rejected and may have to be amputated sometime. It's April now, and Felix has been let out of rehab for the weekend on a trial run because he really wants to become an outpatient. He's picking me up, and we're going to his place. How are you doing, mister? Come see, come see. Yeah? Yeah. He's very well. Oh. Today, he's in a lot of pain. It hurts like hell. It shouldn't be too long, I hope. Looking very summerish here. Isn't it? Geraldine. 
At home, Felix brings me up to date on his recent three-monthly checkup. One super good thing has been happening, and then that is I have a nerve growth faster than anybody could have imagined. What, what makes the, the fact that my with this nerve growth even more satisfying is that after the operation, Gasarion told me that my nerves, they were not in tip-top shape. So my, my hopes was a little bit reduced, but something is happening and I feel two or three nerve in every arm, which is the stems. So uh, they are not in a bad shape now, that's for sure. But it's two steps forward and one back. While his nerves are growing at four times the speed anticipated, Felix is showing signs of acute rejection for the second time. You know, the rejection is is really not worrying me at all because it's a thing that is to be expected and it's a thing that can be solved. I don't get nervous until my doctors freak out. And if they're not freaking out, I don't see any reason for me to freak out. It's a lovely summer's day, and I'm back at Felix's place for a family lunch. Hi, Greta. Hi. How are you? I'm pretty good so far. Trying to enjoy this bloody heat. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Great. This is me. Now that Felix has his arms, his parents Greta and Gulla are planning to move back home to Reykjavik in Iceland. This is definitely a keeper. After lunch, I catch up with Sylvia and Felix. So since Felix came back, he went from inpatient to outpatient. It was requiring some adjustments uh, on my side and uh, he has uh, a lot of uh, treatment with medicine and some special creams and then he needs uh, to rest uh, a lot uh, uh, to get rid of the pain. Being an outpatient was a game changer. Sleeping in your own bed, being with your wife, your family, your dogs, it's, you know, of course, it comes with challenges, especially for Sylvia and my mom, and, and they have to adapt to this. And, and There was a lot of challenges uh, at the beginning. Like, for example, uh, when Felix start, started uh, sleeping at home, he needed special support for his arms in the bed. So I would have to uh, wake up in the night to help him get out of the bed and go in the bed again. So... And now it's just becoming easier and easier. So it's just, you know, adjustments like waking up early every day, a little bit earlier, in order to help him prepare for their rehabilitation. Do you see any kind of change in your long-term plans now that Felix has uh, arms? So I like the idea that um, since the operation has finally happened, our life is no longer put on hold. Our place where we live, everything was like, this is temporary. I like the idea of settling down and, and, and spreading my roots. Um, and now we can start thinking about this. So 
we couldn't travel when we wanted. We were, you know, restricted and waiting for a phone call 10 months of the year. Things like this free up a little bit. And uh, I haven't been able to go to Iceland for Christmas for a very, very long time. A little bird told me there might be a party in the pipeline. And so uh, we got married in 2016 and it was a very small wedding. But we had uh, in back of our heads this uh, idea of having a proper party. It would be um, an opportunity to celebrate the new arms. Well, there, what you forgot also is that uh, you don't plan a wedding and invite 100 people knowing you might drop into an operation the day before the party. And uh, then I didn't have a finger to put the ring on. And the plan is in two years. You know, when I'm completely healed and, uh, you know, things are back to normal. And are you ready for the news? Yeah. Before we went into the project, there was this acceptable uh, outcome and then there was my hopes for a different outcome. But acceptable outcome, moving elbow against gravity, operation success. This is based on the fact that on average, nerves grow one millimeter per day. But the fact of the matter is, my nerves, they have been growing like wheat. Both my upper arms is crawling with nerves. Uh, but the thing is, they haven't been branching out until yesterday. Oh. I started to be able to move my bicep for the first time. This is something that's supposed to be after one year. So this is the big news. Look at this. It's subtle little moment. Like, it's amazing. It's alive, you yeah. know? Yeah. Somebody else had these arms four and a half months ago. This was a French dude. Now look at it. And I love flexing the muscle and watching. Nice. <laughs> Flexing one of his biceps is such an encouraging start to recovering the use of his new arms. But there's more to it than that. There is a one very, very big aspect of all of this that I, I am not sure everybody realises how much uh, psychological effect it has to look at yourself whole again. And just that, even though I have a lot of uncertainty, but the victory in just looking at a photograph of myself in a T-shirt with, with both my arms and you don't even see a scar, it's huge. You know, I learned to live with my disability long time ago. But learning to live with something or being happy with it is not the same. And, uh, and this does a lot for, for me. Never in the history of humankind has anybody ever lost both arms like me and had them back. Never. And to, to think about that, here I am, it's just... 
it is, it's humbling. It's very humbling. It's the end of the summer. Felix is working hard in rehab and defying all of the expectations. He won't be playing the piano anytime soon, but he's thoroughly enjoying his new arms and the simple pleasures they bring, like holding hands with his wife and hugging his daughters and grandkids. No, it's okay. Is the water warm? Yes! <laughs> and taking a dip in the pool by his apartment as a whole human being. Well, easy to move them now. Well, it's the first time I can move the left one, like, freely. <laughs> wow, this is weird. Felix Life and Limb was narrated by Charlotte Devlin and produced by Charlotte Devlin and me, Tim Desmond. If you wish to join the social media conversation around today's doc, simply tweet us at RTE Doc on one. Comment on the documentary on one Facebook page or Instagram or use the hashtag DocOnOne on any social media platform. Until next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.